0: Keep the Faith, produced by Nathan O'Reilly, focuses on St Paul's church choir in Glenagiri and the uncertain future that lies ahead.
1: I'm only in the last few months, actually, it's really come home to me that we're just at that balance point or tipping point.
0: Unless we start replacing people as they leave, it's obvious what will happen. It will diminish to a very small number, and that would be such a shame.
2: I, I don't want to have to give up the choir practice on a Wednesday night. We definitely will have to do something. Yeah.
1: Unless we give new people in we problems.
2: These churches have got magnificent organs, and you know, it would be a shame if they were not being used.
1: Okay, so uh, we'll do the second one, girls and boys. We'll do the Christe. There is none but you to uphold our cause. Our sin cries out, our guilt is great. Christ, have mercy.
3: Christ, have mercy. mercy.
2: To fear
4: him like nothing, lives we lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack nothing that
5: is good. I mean, a load of stops here, but they're, all, they're all your different tone colours. So There's 27 stops here, so 20, 27 unique <laughs> tones, uh, the dia, the open pays in principle.
3: This is kind of like your... I spent over two months recording St. Paul's Church Choir in Glenagiri. During that time, I experienced the warmth and friendliness of this community, forming a relationship with each and every member. Nevertheless, it became apparent that there is an underlying problem that needs to be tackled if there is to be a future for this choir. Tune. Can you play any pop songs on the organ?
5: Well, I, I always have a mess around with uh, with with things, but you can. Well, I suppose you can you can play anything on the organ. But it depends on how you.
3: Can you do like it's the final countdown or something? <laughs> I, I suppose it. Uh,
5: it's the final countdown, and um, why not?
3: Uh, da, da,
2: da.
1: Derek Verso, uh, and I'm the music director and organist here in St. Paul's, Claneagarry. And how
3: long have you
1: been here for? Um, about five years. Yeah, I think I did my fourth Christmas just kind of. So, yeah, I'm in my fifth year.
3: Were you nervous when you took over this choir?
1: Yes. Yeah, actually, I was actually. Well, it's a very well-established choir. St. Paul's, I don't know, has a bit of a reputation for you know being being a sort of good church or well, good music. I remember looking at specification I said, wow, if ever I wanted to be in a church, this would be it. It's got everything you want for, you know, a, a good organ. So when the vacancy came about five years ago, I thought, well, I have to go for this. And um, I got it. Okay. So... Two A's and got to ab Second
0: part. on cue. I'm Jill Steer, and I sing alto in the choir.
3: What's your music background?
0: Well, my music background—I have a very long history in choral church music. I grew up in Belfast and attended the cathedral there with my parents. My father had been a boy chorister there, and both my parents sang in the evening choir. Mm-hmm. I grew up with the whole choral tradition very much around me, it certainly made a great impact on me and when I was old enough I then joined the um, Cathedral Evening Choir and myself and my sister we sang with my parents in the same choir and I really loved it. How
3: long have you been in St Paul's?
0: I suppose it's about eight or nine years now.
3: You love singing in the choir.
0: I just love the whole thing, the, the fun, the, the, the learning, the buzz you get from when the music goes well and you, f- you finally do the performance. And I just also get the, the whole emotional side of music is very much part of me. Um, I, I get a lot emotionally and spiritually from the music. In my life I've had a qu- quite a few difficulties to get over and I find that I need the support of friends and the friends in the choir specifically have been a great support and the music and everything has you know when I needed support they were there for me and I think we're a very close little group of people
2: Mervyn Cooper bassist
3: Why did you join the choir?
2: Because I've always been in choirs all my life particularly in retirement you need some things in the week that you attach your Life too, particularly when your wife passes away, or so, you've got to occupy your um, life to see, keep your sanity at that point in time.
5: Palace. Okay, let's start. be
1: ready. Be ready. Be ready. You didn't look, you were down in your heads. There's four of you over there, and I think Mervyn was the only one that came in, and Alfie was a tad after that. Okay, so um, uh, give us that violin beforehand, it was lovely, three, four. My
2: name is Jenny Bella and I'm in the alto section.
3: How would you rate this choir?
2: When we're all there, I think that we make quite a good sound.
3: You have a lot of fun, don't you?
2: Yes, we do. Uh, And we perhaps after a service, we collapse (laughs) and laugh. A bit if we know we've made big mistakes and hope that the congregation haven't noticed, which they probably haven't, or if something's been very difficult and we haven't quite got it right, we do have a laugh about it afterwards.
3: <laughs> well done, everyone. I know
0: we're recording that. <laughs> 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 so this is what it sounds like when the half of the yeah. turn off. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's like anything. You do your best and it doesn't quite come off. You have to laugh because if you don't laugh, you might cry.
4: My name is Gary Dowd and I'm what they call the rector of the parish here. I've been here now for almost nine
3: years. How important do you think music is in a service?
4: If the hymns are chosen properly and they fit in with the theme of the day and the readings and perhaps what you're going to say in the sermon, it's hugely effective. Grasping music that will appeal to young people is something that we are trying to do here but are probably feeling Miserably, really because I think the days when uh, you get somebody in with a guitar or a set of drums that'll sort the problem out, but it doesn't really. What do
3: you think there is a problem getting young people in this
4: choir? Uh People don't want to commit because they feel well that ties me down and people don't want to be tied down and then they would also have to come for a practice in the middle of the week and there's another evening you're tied down and then if there's special events on there could be extra rehearsals and I think people find that type of thing very very restrictive and as you've seen with meeting with the choir many of them are of a certain age and we are certainly facing a huge issue here as people retire or are no longer able to come along or you know their voice just they're not capable of, of singing lines and things that um, the long-term future of choral music in this parish is you know it's there's a big question mark over
2: it really.
3: Why do you think there
1: are no teenagers in this choir? Uh, because there's no teenagers in the church. And there's no teenagers in churches, period. Because the church has, for various reasons, shot herself in the foot. And it's not just attractive to them. And also, there are fashions and trends. At the moment, church and being a Christian ain't fashionable. But I think. We'll go through all that in maybe 10, 15, 20 years' time. People will suddenly discover where they've got to find God again and the churches will be full. But they'll have knocked them all down and turned them into, I don't know, fish and chip shops or fancy hotels. And they'll say, if only
3: there was a real church again. Last year, in an attempt to get young people involved in the church, Derek put forward two proposals to the vestry, which is the church council. The first request was to get a band together to play music that would be attractive to young people and the second was to promote a young person playing the organ. Much to the surprise of Derek, the vestry accepted and began advertising. Sixteen-year-old Matthew Breen was selected to be the organ scholar.
5: There's no musical... I suppose, people in my family, my, my my granddad always loved listening to organ music and obviously he managed to uh, raise a family and they were all saying, oh, what's this horrible music? And then somehow, for some reason, I just came along as a little five-year-old and I sat up on his lap listening to organ music on a big stereo system and just caught on with me, you know? And to me, I, mean, I always liked playing piano, but the organ just seems to offer so much more in terms of you know, what you can do with it, all the, the, the stops and the way you can create all this tonal colours and things, you know, it's just...
3: I was there two weeks ago when you gave a very big performance on Sunday, it was a solo piece.
5: It's a, it's a piece by a French composer, Langlais, so it's from, it's the last movement from uh, three meditations on the Holy Spirit, or trois meditations sur le Saint-Esprit. It's the the, the Holy Spirit, so it's a real meditative piece. What was going through your head when you were
2: playing
4: it?
5: Well, uh, at at, uh, at that stage, I'd done all the work. I mean, it was some of the things in it was just it had very little sort of tonality. So a lot of it was really just based on getting everything into my muscle memory. There's not really as so much of a tune you can remember. So once I had it all in there, I could pretty much just uh, rattle it off.
3: Think that would drive people away?
5: Well, it just depends what 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 you like. I mean, if you, if you were to if you were to hear that during a, a church service, you might say, "Oh, turn turn that off, whatever." But then, uh, obviously, there's, there's always these organ pieces that people say, "Oh, how how lovely that is."
2: Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our
4: Lord Jesus Christ. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
2: Marianne and I'm in the alto section.
3: Do you think you could sing in this choir and not be religious at all? You just enjoy the music and you enjoy the companionship.
2: Oh, definitely. I, I think they're all the one. I wouldn't say I have a strong religious background or a strong religious belief, but I would have a strong belief in one's own journey to find out what is it, what means religious and what makes you feel light and bright what makes you feel good, because when you have those things, that is religion, I think. And not everybody knows exactly where they are, and not to be put off by people who who appear to you to be very religious. What's important is what's inside of me and, and you.
5: Barry and I'm one of the sopranos
3: why do you like singing
5: in a choir there's something very almost therapeutic about it I think um, there's a whole sense of teamwork there's great camaraderie as you might have experienced when we're down at the practices and everything and then I suppose it's it's a double whammy because while it's something you enjoy you're also giving in worship to other people who happen to be there so it's you know it's for their enjoyment and to add to the service because I always think a church service without music is quite empty. It's nice to be able to contribute to that while you're
0: doing something you love.
1: in the last line Yeah. Of, of thing there's a comma after oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it and we tend to make it take a breath there so you have to show that uh, yeah. Yeah. and the, in order so that we can sing the ele and it's handy for the tenors you need to tell the tenors when to come off that high D do you see do you see they've got a bar and a half so you need to try and indicate if you can't to the tenors when to move because otherwise they just don't know when, because that's the way tenors are.
2: <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll one, you.
1: one, two, three, a little come on the three,
3: then four, one, two, three...
6: Roger West is my name and I sing with the tenors.
3: Obviously this choir is quite um, small and the age profile is quite old. Why do you think there's no new members coming in?
6: I think it's probably to do with the way we live life today. There are many other uh, attractions. To be fair in St Paul's, there have been efforts to start a youth choir. Other parishes probably do it more successfully because they sing more evangelical music. I know of at least two. Uh, My son Marcus, for example, is in Killa the Grange and he goes every Sunday. He's uh, there this morning. Ours is a more traditional choir, so it is difficult to attract people, but I think what happens is, it happened to me, you go away for a few years and you come back and when you get a little bit older and wiser. It is a concern of course, I won't tell you my age, but I'm one of the younger ones, <laughs> and I might just say this, perhaps we're in our golden years in the choir at the moment. Five or six years down the road we're not going to have so many I guess, because as people retire from the choir. So as I've said to several choir members, we should probably enjoy the music as much as we can now, because we do need a rejuvenation, but we're actually uh, come on very well over the last two or three years with uh, Dirk Verso as a new choir master as we've we've changed as a choir. I like to think this is the best years of the choir actually even though we're older.
1: I actually think that there is something we can do because it's not just this church, it's all the churches in this area and I have said it to Gary, um, the rector, you know, why don't the churches come together, why don't the, the clergy, I mean not as a war thing, you know, but just go along and sit down with the, with the sports facilities and say, you know, you know, you've got to run your stuff, we've got to run ours, maybe talk to the parents but there seems to be a great unwillingness to be proactive, and unless you're out there on your bike, looking for new ways, talking to people, talk to hockey people, talk to different people, and say, what is it you like about church? Because is your faith important to you? If they say no, well, you can do nothing about it. But I believe it's deep down everybody wants to believe in something outside of themselves. I call it God. You might call it a greater being. But I think if you if you actually do speak to people. In a serious, meaningful way, not serious, but in a meaningful way about things outside of, you know, what I've got to do every day, eating and sleeping and getting and spending and going to the school and picking up the kids, um, people will respond and people will say, actually, yes, I, I, I do feel there's a gap in my life. Actually, yes, I would like to have my children involved in that.
3: St. Paul's Church Choir invited me in and gave me a space and time to reflect. It also gave me the opportunity to meet new and interesting people. So why is the long-term future of this choir in jeopardy? Perhaps people are just too busy to join. Perhaps the music just doesn't appeal to younger people. Or perhaps Derek is right in thinking that Christianity is just not popular at the moment.
0: This has been Keep the Faith, produced by Nathan O'Reilly for DIT School of Media.